0: Let's get to the headlines. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies Headlines Edition. Today's Ooh. episode: Senators seek to remove obstacle to telemental health. AHIP, BCBSA report progress on surprise billing. CMS reports growth in Medicare Shared Savings, other programs, and pediatric urgent care retail care use on the rise. Hello, listeners. Welcome to today's episode. This is Kyler Murphy, Vice President of Editorial at Acceligent Healthcare Media. And as always, I am joined by Managing Editor, Multipedia Manager, Kelsey Waddell. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. All right. Well, we got, we got Big news, big news. Let's let's kick mm-hmm. it off with uh, a bipartisan group of U.S. senators has reintroduced the Telemental Health Access Act, which aims to remove the requirement for Medicare beneficiaries to have an in-person visit before accessing mental health services via telehealth. The reintroduction of the bipartisan bill by Senators Ben Cardin, Bill Cassidy, Tina Smith, and John Thune follows its initial introduction in 2021. It seeks to address the in-person requirements stipulated in the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2020 and aligns with the Medicare Coverage Adjustments for Substance Use Disorder Telehealth Services introduced in the Support for Patients and Communities Act of 2018. The bill has garnered support from various organizations such as the American Nurses Association and the American Psychiatric Association. It aims to provide easier access to telemental health services, especially in rural areas and for vulnerable populations. So, we know from research that Medicare beneficiaries with serious mental illnesses engage more in mental health visits when care is available through high telehealth use practices. So, the reintroduction of the bill is hoping to improve this access and hopefully provide a quality experience for Medicare beneficiaries. Kelsey, this initiative comes in the context of the significant rise in virtual care during the pandemic, you know, with a notable ongoing high usage in mental health care. So how crucial is removing these barriers to mental health care access, in your opinion?
1: It's really, really important, especially for the uh, older population, which historically maybe has not had as much access to begin with. So, I mean, I think the in-person visit requirement has been a common barrier, not just for Medicare, but across the board. So getting that out of the way is important.
0: Boy, we'll miss those handshakes, though. Those awkward initial introductions, huh? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Probably better off there. All right. No one likes that. All right. What else we get?
1: So Ahip and BCBSA report progress on surprise billing. The No Surprises Act Woo! went into effect on January 1st, 2022, Hello. and Ahip and BCBSA report that it has prevented approximately 10.1 million surprise medical bills between January and September of 2023. Thank goodness. Yeah, it's a pretty big number. Yeah, it's huge. Using national estimates, the researchers determined that around 8 million of the NSA eligible claims were resolved through an initial payment. Which means that they did not have to go through an independent dispute resolution, also known as IDR, IDR. process between the provider and the payer, which can be grueling. And of the 25% or so that did enter into an IDR, around 73% of those claims were resolved without starting the IDR process. Excellent. So CMS did underestimate, however, the number of IDRs that would occur. It anticipated 17,000 each year, when in fact, April 2022 to March 2023 saw over 334,800 disputes.
0: That's a big, that's a, that's a big under. It's
1: 14 <laughs> times what they expected. So that's a little awkward.
0: Someone's not good at math over there.
1: Yeah, a little concerning, but AIP and BCBSA estimated that around 670,000 claims were submitted from January to the end of September 2023. So, Kyle, this IDR process has been in the works for a while. What do you take away from these
0: numbers? I think it's excellent that the actual process, the IDR process, is being avoided. I know there's no shortage of legal contests to this particular process, particularly how CMS determines what price this, that, and the other. I will say that any of these things that can be resolved right the first time, and even you know the second time of asking, we're talking about billing and insurance-related activities that are being decreased. The amount of money that needs to be spent on resolving these things, I would call that administrative waste. So I think it's a win for everybody. And hopefully, you know, patients aren't paying for this. There's no balance billing. But hopefully, this has a positive impact on overall healthcare spending, and we should see... You know, even with the increases in utilization, we should see a decrease, some kind of significant decrease in spending, but it's it's way too soon for that. but I'm optimistic because the process historically has stunk, so I don't think it could get any stinkier than what it was,
1: yep, hopefully we get down to that seventeen thousand at some point soon, <laughs> soon as well. That I, would be incredible. I hope that that's incredible. just like a year one kind of deal, and not like they consistently are at three hundred thirty-four thousand. That would be. Really
0: oh scary. yeah, yeah, no, so- no, seventeen thousand is the goal. We'll get there. We'll get there in time. All right, let's talk about some other positive news. So CMS has just reported some positive developments in its shared savings program and some other programs focused around value-based care and alternative payment models. So the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services announced that participation in Medicare's shared savings program by ACOs, accountable care organizations, has increased to 480 including 50 new and 71 renewing ACOs, plus 19 participating in a novel payment option. The latter, introduced in the 2023 Medicare Physician Fee Schedule final rule, offers more than $20 million in advance payments to ACOs, particularly those aiding rural and underserved communities. Additionally, 245 organizations are involved in two CMS Innovation Center ACO models, ACO Reach, and Kidney Care Choices. These models target underserved populations in those with chronic kidney disease or end-stage renal disease, respectively. CMS expects nearly half of all traditional Medicare beneficiaries, approximately $13.7 to be associated with an ACO in 2024. That's a big one right there Mm -hmm. with 10.3 million in the MSSP program. Despite a recent decline in participation due to COVID-19 and other financial risk regulations, numbers have rebounded in 2024. Love a good rebound Mm -hmm. with a significant increase in participating health centers, rural clinics, and hospitals, federal or national associations have praised the work that's being done by CMS and CMS views this robust participation is crucial for achieving its strategic goals in healthcare transformation, equity, and person-centered care. Kelsey, is it safe to say that value-based care is back?
1: Gee, I sure hope so. <laughs> I think
0: I—I
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I was going to say I feel like the keywords that were standing out to me were serving chronic disease populations underserved populations, rural populations, that's what ACOs are kind of built for. And if we can get value-based care coverage for those populations, I mean, that's a major win. Woo! So Wood,
0: wound care coordination Woo. and planning and preventive care and chronic disease yeah. management. That's that's the sweet yes. spot. My goodness. Exactly. All right. What do we got left on the docket?
1: All right. So we talked a lot about retail care, Kyle. And What we are seeing now is that pediatric care is turning towards retail care and urgent care in increasing numbers. So the rate of pediatric care occurring in the retail and urgent care settings is rising. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report or MMWR, found that 28.4% of kids ages 17 and younger received care at a retail clinic or urgent care setting in 2022. The previous year, 21.6% of this population received care in these settings. Children ages 5 and under saw a particularly high spike in retail and urgent care access and additionally, 26.2% of kids ages 6 to 11, and 30.3% of 12 to 17-year-olds received care in these settings. The report didn't really assess the driving factors behind these increases, but um Separate research has shown that increases in retail clinic visits might be tied to foregoing other high-acuity care sites like emergency departments and an overall trend in pediatrics away from primary care and toward convenient care sites when it comes to acute care needs. Heck yeah. Kyle, like I said, we've talked about this and been really interested in this retail trend. What do you think about this rise in this particular population amongst children's care?
0: As a parent of two young children, Mm -hmm. seven and six, shout out to Charlie and Will. Love you guys. I will say that when your child is sick, there's nothing you want more than an immediate response and mm. whether you love it or not, your PCP is just really not available for that. Yeah. And health plans are structured in such a way that it's actually encouraged financially for you to seek out care in these approved urgent care and retail health settings. There's so many of them now and you just want to quickly get some kind of service and hopefully get your kid back on the up and up and yeah. and in if you're a parent back to school so you can carry on <laughs> with your job. Because when you've got a sick kid at home, even if you're working remote, it is a very difficult task to to mentally balance this. So I think what you're seeing is there's always been this need. In the past, it's been, oh, we have to wait or we have to go to probably the worst place to receive care, which is the ED, for Mm -hmm. such minor little things that can easily be serviced in a CVS. in a oh, my goodness, anywhere you go nowadays has a retail kind of center. I I've gone down streets where they're right next to each other yeah. competing brands all over the place. Yeah. They serve a need. The important thing that has to be rounded out though is like are they going to then contact the PCP and keep them up to date? Does the PCP need to be alerted to you had cold, you had the pink eye like does that really need to occur? Not really sure yet, but I know for a fact that the convenience of these things is real and parents want they It's not, I say instant gratification, but you want (laughs) there to be healthcare on demand when you need it. Yeah. Look at Amazon. We we joked last week about or maybe the week before about all their different offerings. What are they about? They're about convenience.
1: Yeah. And I mean we've see, we saw a big drive at one point for employers to have on site locations for that exact reason for the for the convenience of it. But I think it's interesting to now to see like the children are now also kind of going into more convenient care settings. And the the rise in the supremacy of convenience in yep. in healthcare is just still going up. I mean, before COVID-19 that was the trend and yep. now it's just even buckling down on that. So, interesting trends. We'll see where they go.
0: Interesting trends, yeah. You know? We'll have to watch it and we'll see who gets rich and who doesn't and who benefits and who doesn't. <laughs> right. That's obviously, a- you know, these centers they are they everywhere. There's a CVS almost everywhere, so I imagine they're there, but I wonder if if certain communities are going to have more choices. Or the prices of these places maybe make it more difficult for folks to be able to avoid it or access it. So it's, it's interesting. But uh, it's definitely something that's worth keeping an eye on. Healthcare is changing. There's a lot of money to be made. And, and folks, obviously, will pay for convenience. So that's huge. Yeah. Well, Kelsey, that concludes today's episode of Healthcare Strategies Ooh. Headlines. Good to see you as always. Thank you to our listeners. Yes. Like, subscribe, follow. Do anything you can do. All right. Take care, everybody. This is a Tech Target production.